from ABC News Radio, KMET 1490 in Southern California. This is Biz Ninja Entrepreneur Radio with your host, Tyler Jorgensen. Welcome out to Biz Ninja Entrepreneur Radio. I am your host, Tyler Jorgensen, and today I get to talk to somebody coming in all the way up from Boise, Idaho, Miles Clifford. How are you doing, Miles? Tyler, I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on the show. Super, super stoked to be here. So Miles and I met um, back when I, I did the ClickFunnels. Uh, they did a thing called a designathon, and they had the they what we like to call the top thirty ClickFunnels designers come to Boise, and um, and I was really really tired, but I was sitting in the back kind of making jokes, and this guy behind me was was laughing at my jokes, and that's how you win my heart. And so Miles, I know he has a great sense of humor. Uh, and as I've gotten to know him over the last few years, I know he's a sharp guy too. Um, so good humor, you know, solid brain. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about Miles's uh, entrepreneurial journey, what he's doing with ClickFunnels now, uh, and where he wants to go. So let's start kind of way in the back, right? Yeah. Uh, when did you first realize that maybe you weren't, you know, a normal nine to five type of employee? And when did you have that first entrepreneurial moment? Gotcha. Yeah. So real quick, I think like, you know, Gary Vee has that story. How he's always like hustling, selling baseball cards and having run lemonade stands. And I think like that's become almost every entrepreneur story. Like back in middle school, I was doing this back in high school. That wasn't me necessarily. Like my parents would give me lunch money and that was how I made money back then. I just pocketed that, worked other jobs, ate my friend's food. So the more like frugality on my part there. But I remember I was 23 years old. And I was like, you know, I think I can start my own company. I can do this. Uh, and I don't really want to work for somebody. I want to work for myself. And so I started my own company at age 23, not knowing what I was doing, never having any experience with running any sort of business or knowing anything really about social media. So I was just trying to learn on the fly right. and, you know, set it up, had it running. And then within like the first couple of weeks, I was like, you know what? This, this is going to take off. Like I'm going to be able to quit my job. And I don't know how deep you want me to go into this story. Well, what, but what type of a company was it? What type so of it was actually a supplement company. Um, yeah. I used to be super into fitness and lifting and taking care of my body and everything like that. And so I wanted to build a company that mirrored bodybuilding.com uh, where I was, wasn't, I wasn't the creator of supplements, but I was selling other people's brand, gotcha. things okay. like that. And so I was reaching out to, uh, IFBB pros and getting them like sponsoring them and doing right. the dream 100 before I even know what dream 100 was sure. setting all that up. And what I didn't know is how expensive shipping was and how expensive different, you know, uh, accounts, merchant accounts and the fees that come along with credit cards, you know, at age 23 and not really even thinking about that. Uh, I really jumped in, you know, head first and found out later that those things cost a lot of money. Yeah, especially like supplements, you're shipping things that are one, two, three, four pounds, right? You're not shipping, uh, you know, something light. No, 100, 100%. That was my goal was like, I wanted to undercut these other mark, like these other companies and be the cheaper one. Well, if you have the cheapest tub of protein, people aren't just going to buy one, they're going to buy two. And when you ship two tubs of protein, you're not paying shipping on just one, you're paying it on two. And a 20 pound package is expensive to ship. Yeah, yeah. And people still expect it the next day. Yeah, they do. Yeah, <laughs> they'll expect it fast. Um, yeah, so what happened? So it ended up, I had to close the company just because each month, like you can't be in the red month after month after month. And it was kind of insanity because I was just 
trying to do something different, but in the end, it was always the same thing. Like I was um, raising my prices and then people were like, well, I'm going to go to bodybuilding and get the exact same thing for the same price. So then I lowered my shipping cost and that didn't work out because, well, I was any money that any margin that I had on the product, I was losing in shipping and the fees and everything. So um, eventually after about a year, like it's not that long to go at something, but after about a year, I was like, I can't afford this. Um, I wasn't taking on any debt. I was just bootstrapping, paying that out of my own pocket, working my other nine to five. And so eventually I kind of shut the doors on that just because you can't sustain that for too long. So what was the big thing that you learned from going through that experience? Uh, number one is obviously taking your time and researching. Like I think a lot of entrepreneurs, uh, a, we, a lot of us suffer from shiny object syndrome and B like once we get that idea, we want to implement it right away. Uh, while that is a good thing because people who, you know, have success are the ones who take action at the same time, you have to do a little bit of research. And my lack of research came back to bite me like, Hey miles, you have to think these things through, like how much is shipping going to cost? Like how much is it going to cost for someone to build your website for you? And it wasn't, it's just like, Hey, I'll pay, I'll pay, I'll pay. And then in the end I paid. Yeah. Right. Without, yeah, that makes sense. And so, um, obviously doing your research, that's going to be super important for someone getting started. Um, do you think a year was too long? Do you think you, uh, you hung on beyond the point where it was going to work looking back? Should you have pulled the ripcord sooner? Uh, I kind of go back and forth. Cause sometimes like, ah, oh, maybe I didn't stick with it long enough. Mm-hmm. And other times it's like, maybe I stuck with it too long. My bank account says miles, you stuck with it way too long while like inside it's like, I, man, I wish I knew what I know now. Sure. Like, if what I have continued to learn, but at the same time, like the things I've learned now, obviously were an event from having like the path I'm at on yeah, yeah. having to close it down and everything. So it's like, ah, like, did I make the right decision? Yes. I made the right decision. Did I make the right decision? Yes, I did. It, so right. I like the idea of uh, whenever you're starting a new venture, giving it basically deadlines and hard stops. Like, okay, if after one year, if we haven't been able to have at least one profitable month, we're closing. Right. And like forcing yourself at the time of starting to create those, those end points. Um, because in the moment of it, the entrepreneur is always going to look for the optimism, right? That's what gets you to start is you're optimistic that it's possible. And so it's hard to lose that because you, you feel not only like you're failing the business, but like you're being untrue to yourself. You're like, I still know this is possible. Right. And it's like, it's not a matter of it's possible. It's better that the timing didn't work out this time. Right. So what's the next opportunity? So what was your next opportunity after giving that a go? Well, actually, so my next opportunity wasn't really like that kind of scared me away from entrepreneurship. Like my bank account was at zero. um, And I was just like, you know what? I need to go to school, get my degree, do the safe route like everybody else that I know just and work till I'm 65 and hopefully have a few good years of retirement and then just die. And so I did that. I went, I finished my degree. And I got a promotion at the company I was currently working for, had a good career path. And I was like, okay, this, this isn't too bad. And then just day after day after day, I was like, I don't like this. I don't like, you know, it was, it was the role of a project manager. So it was really hurting cats and babysitting people. Like, hey, are you doing this? Hey, are you doing that? And that was like the first, like, man, do you right. even like what you're doing? And I was like, not really. Right. And then I'd walk around this office. It was, it's a huge company here in Idaho. I won't mention the name, but tons of employees and you walk around and everybody has that same attitude. Like, Oh, I can't wait for Friday. I can't wait for my vacation in March. Oh, I literally, I cannot wait till I'm 63 because guess what guys, that means I get to retire. I'm out of here. And I was just like, Whoa, this is what I signed up for. Just looking forward to the weekend, looking forward till pretty much death at age 65. Like I was like, I need to change. And really where that like aha moment came 
like where I decided like I'm done with this is my wife and I, we took a trip to Hawaii. Um, uh-huh. And I think you've probably read the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, right? Yep. I think almost every entrepreneur has read that book and they I took should. it with me. Yeah. If they haven't go get it. Uh, Tyler will put his affiliate link down below. But um, <laughs> <laughs> if uh, I took it with me, I was going to reread it again, like kind of just hopefully spark something in me again. And I remember I woke up, it was about 4am over in Hawaii, just the time difference. And I went out on the patio by myself and I just started reading and reading and reading. And then I realized I was just sitting there. I was like, you know what? I hate my job and I hate working for somebody else. And I hate that I can't just come to Hawaii whenever I want. I hate that I'm like tied to my, like these things that I don't really care about. I'm just do. I'm making money for somebody else. Right. And I honestly, when we got back from that trip on Hawaii, I think I did what everybody does. Who's like, Oh, what do I need to do next? I hopped online. How do I make money online and work for myself? And that's actually how I came across Russell Brunson. Wow. Okay. So I do think everyone has that as some kind of a moment like that, right? Where it's the path I'm on isn't the path I want to be on. Right. They have that shift where, um, either from employee to entrepreneur again, or just recognizing it's time for some, a big change. So you, uh, you found Russell Brunson at the time. Did you know he was like in your neighborhood? No, I didn't. I was like, Oh, this guy's pretty, pretty crazy smart. And so I started, you know, watching his webinars, which I didn't even know were like the lingo that they were, that I know now, like I had right. no idea what I was watching. Right. Yeah. So you I watched was, the video or, or a video training or whatever. Yeah. Yep. I watched this live video training and was like, Oh my gosh, like I can make money online. This guy just told me what I need to do to do it. And he's, he has a book, he's got uh, software. And so I was like, I've got to learn more about this. And, you know, after a little bit, I told my friend, I was like, yeah, I'm trying to figure this stuff out. He's like, Oh, that's literally right down the road from you. I was like what? And uh, <laughs> so come to find out one of my best friends was actually the one that re- they were changing buildings, remodeling yeah. it. And he was actually the general contractor for it. And so once I found that, I was like, you have to set up like a bump in where I can meet like Russell or one of the partners and maybe they'll offer me a job. Like it was really like a wish and a prayer. Yeah. And we ended up setting that up and bumped in one of the partners. He's like, Hey, you looking for a job? We're growing pretty fast. I was like, well, Hey, I don't know, maybe. And inside I was like, <laughs> uh, yes. So that's kind of how that happened. Just, um, researching that and then really tried to take things into my own hand and make sure I got a job here. Now, when I met you, you were actually working on a couple of different projects. I think Correct. you had uh, a, a pretty cool, like um, personal challenge type of a thing you yeah. were doing that I thought was really neat. And then you also had, um, I think you had an, another supplement company that was a product based thing. Uh, yep. Now what's what I learned over the last couple of years being in the ClickFunnels community is especially like talking with some of the inner circle people is that they talk about their successes in the same sentence and tone as they talk about their failures. Cause it's just part of their experience. They don't, they're not even personalizing either of them, you know? And so I found like, man, a lot of these guys are rolling through what I would con- used to consider like failures as just, no, they're just, these are just testing phases. Like, okay, I tried this. It didn't work. I tried this. It didn't work. So you had a couple of, uh, of projects. What happened to those? So the supplements still on Amazon and it's just, uh, it was a keto supplement. Mm-hmm. And um, when we first looked at doing it, there were about two pages of the beta hydroxybutyrate supplement on Amazon. And by the time, you know, everything was approved and we got our product to Amazon, there were about nine pages of that exact same supplement. Yep. And, you know, 
the unfortunate thing is, is right now there's three that are up there and everybody else is like a race to the bottom. (laughs) So that one's not going over so well, but there's some things I learned there. Like, obviously you got to make sure you're working with the right um, manufacturers or the right um, people who are going to produce your product there. Cause we selected one kind of based off of price and you get what you pay for. And we got terrible service, missed deadlines and realistically a, not that great of a product. And that's, that's on me for not doing my due diligence of really getting quotes from hundreds of vendors or hundreds of manufacturers. Instead, it was like found the cheapest and best one I could right away and went with them. Right. And and then I guess the other project that I was working on, it was kind of a uh, competition with myself and my wife. Um, You mentioned it, these inner circle people who get up and talk about their failures and their successes. I was actually sitting in the back of uh, the room when they were doing an inner circle meeting. And I noticed there was a theme with everybody like almost everybody I should say they'd get up and they they would mention their failures and then their successes, but their failures were like, Hey, I literally hit rock bottom. I had no money. I was either living in my parents' basement or I was pretty much homeless or just had nothing else to do, but to succeed. And, you know, I was sitting there thinking, I was like, Whoa, my wife and I are way too comfortable. We have a house, we have two jobs. We, you know, have a nice car. I was like, we need to try to be so uncomfortable that we have no choice, but to like claw our way out and succeed. So we did the 60 day challenge. I tried pitching it to my wife where, Hey, we don't take any money from our paycheck. She wasn't digging that. Right. Eventually we settled on the 60 day competition to say, Hey, who between us can make more money doing side hustles, whether that was either donating plasma or reselling on eBay or Facebook or uh, Amazon. Right. And eventually, you know, my wife was like, I'm kind of done with this and I still want to keep it going. But uh, it was just fun to see like how much I was able to learn, how quickly you actually are able to make an income, whether, you know, if someone loses their job, they they don't have to go work from so, for somebody else right away. They can take their time and find another job that's going to be best for them while doing these other things on the side and have a comfortable life. Like it's just how willing are you to put in a little bit of work and completely change the mindset of how, where money comes from even, right? Like oh, totally. So many people only think the way to earn money is to like, okay, I'm going to go put out applications. I'm going to wait for someone to hire me and then I'll wait two weeks to get paid. And I'm like, my brain has never worked that way ever. I'm like, I need money. I'm going to find money today right? Like what do yeah. I need now? And then how do I set this up? My biggest, my favorite takeaway from the book you mentioned, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, is build pipelines, right? Like there's this whole analogy that he goes through there, but the takeaway of it is, you know, building cash flow and in a way that the money keeps coming, even if it, that means it's a little slower at the beginning, but it starts just always showing up. Um, and so like, uh, I thought that what that exercise that you guys did was really cool because, you know, you don't have to hit rock bottom to kind of put yourself in that mindset of, okay, what am I going to do today or now or in the next couple of days to make money? And uh, what was your big, what was your big takeaway from that exercise? I think just that, like how, I think we all see money as this hard thing to obtain. And the only way, like you mentioned, is to work for somebody else. But that was the thing that I really kind of was awakened to is money's there and it is there to be made. There are so many opportunities to make money. And, you know, the way I did it is, I was it, even stupid ways that aren't really that hard, like donating plasma. Like, I mean, that's what a lot of college students do to, to buy food, but that was money for shoes. And then finding things at garage sales and flipping them on Facebook marketplace. Not my favorite. Cause you get some weird people coming to your house, but you know, when you are making a hundred bucks a week that way, that's not too bad. And then um, finding things at Marshall's and sending them into Amazon and making a little money there. Like sometimes you have to wait for your things to your items to sell, but it was just like, you know what? There is money to be made everywhere. 
and I could start a car washing business or I could start a dog walking business or I could literally say, hey, I'm going to go to your house and pick up dog poop for 15 bucks every week. And there's people who do that and they make money. And I think once you kind of see all the opportunities um, or start seeing opportunities, your mindset will change. Like you don't have to work for somebody your whole life if you don't want to. Yeah, I totally agree. Did you have like one big, big win during that exercise where you're like, oh man, I found this thing. I flipped it for this much money or what was your biggest like money uh, win in that, in that journey? So it was actually, there was an estate sale um, and this family was moving down to Texas and they were just getting rid of everything. And they had like this room just full of Disney items. I was like, oh man, Disney's like a money maker. Like from everything I've read and seen, like Disney's where it's at. And I found these records where it was this old Walt Disney reading one of his books. Um, and that was probably my biggest one. They wanted like five bucks and I ended up flipping it for 50. So, I mean, it was a 10X. Like there was other items I sold for more and other items I sold for less, but like yeah, having a 10X. 10X is pretty solid. Yeah. And I was, I was pumped with that. Like in, I know some people are going to say like, oh, I, that's not a ton of money, but you know, you find 10 of those, um, 45 bucks, that's 450. That covers your car payment or your groceries. Yeah. And it wasn't that much effort. It was driving around on a Saturday for an hour and, you know, there was other ones that I did. Like I hopped on GameStop one time and they had a sell on all these games. I bought, you know, $60 worth of games. And my wife's like, what are these? It's like, don't worry, I'm reselling them. And you know, they all sold. I bought them for three bucks a piece. They all sold for nine bucks a piece and $3 shipping. And it really cost me two twenty-five to ship. So, you know, more than three times your money. Yeah. So yeah. And that's the thing people don't like realize that's, those are actually really, really amazing returns, right? Um, there's your bank account gives you what? 0.75% a year. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you're, you're, doing, you're doing 300% in a week. Yeah. Um, and so, but the challenge is, and, and it, it can be the challenge for any entrepreneur too, is that, well, but that's only $450. That's not going to change my life. But that wasn't the point of your exercise. Your exercise was like, let's see just how frugal and, and, and scrappy we can be really. Um, how has that played into how now you see entrepreneurship as a whole? Well, I think it really like got the ball rolling for me. Like it got the juices flowing again, right? Like I wanted to get those juices flowing again. That's why I came to ClickFunnels, but that was like the one thing that kind of helped propel me into entrepreneur mindset mode rather than just entrepreneur reading and not doing anything about it. But like, okay, I'm reading, I'm learning. Now it's time to implement. Um, so I forget what the question was. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Talking too we, much. Yeah, no, it's fine. We were talking just about, you know, how that change your mindset again. Oh, right? oh perfect. Then I answered that question for you. You, you, you <laughs> totally hit it on the nail on the head, right? So you're now you're, you're working at ClickFunnels, which is awesome, right? Just yeah. a bump in, which that's cool. I didn't know that's how that happened. Um, what, what are the big things you're excited about both uh, within the company and for yourself over the next year? Well, so I, we're really going to make a push for our affiliates, right? Like that's kind of how ClickFunnels really built itself up was doing JV webinars, getting, working with affiliates to promote ClickFunnels and get it into other people's hands. And we're going to make that push. And so my boss, Dave Woodward, I'm sure, I think you may have had him on the show or you've been on his. Um, he was like, you want to have a competition? And for your audience, I don't know if they know, but if you get a hundred people signed up your affiliate under your affiliate link, ClickFunnels pays for your dream car. And if you get 200, they pay even more towards your dream car. And Dave was like, look, we run this affiliate program for ClickFunnels. Like, why are we not at 100 people? It's like, Dave, that's a great question. Like, am I allowed to really focus on that? And it's like, heck yeah. So we're having a competition to see who can get 100 people sign up for their affiliate link the fastest. And I don't know of any other company where their boss comes up and says, hey, do you want to find out how you can make an extra $96,000 this year? And, you know, if you wanted, walk away, which I wouldn't. But, like, that's just ClickFunnels. That's what we're focusing yeah. on right now. 
I've always been impressed. Um, and, and I've watched as the company's grown, right? I've, I've been in, around the company before they moved into your current building. And it's definitely been something that the company has cared about. They want their, their team to push the affiliate link and to earn that extra money. It's not like, well, employees don't qualify for the affiliate program, right? They're not restrictive. They recognize the, the importance of that momentum happening everywhere possible. Um, but to even see like you guys even now at this point still keeping that like raw entrepreneur feel is really cool because uh, that's not an easy thing to do when you move from, 20 employees to 300 employees to keep that same deal. Totally. And I'm, I'm excited about it. And the fact that like, we're still pushing that and as hard as we are is exciting for me. And that's one of the things that I'm working on right now is I'm trying to build out, you know, an affiliate training and a ClickFunnels training. Cause there's some things within ClickFunnels that, you know, I'm, I wouldn't consider myself the most tech savvy person in the world or understand a lot of the techno babble as we call it. But I really want to break it down for, people who are coming into the ClickFunnels world, like this is what I need to do, follow step by step, and I will become a successful affiliate. Like the goal is to teach people how to make $200 a day, but even if like they screw it up and only make $20 a day, that's $600 a month. That's still like life-changing money to a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's, it's neat. I mean, I know a good number of people that have, have hit that $100 or 100 affiliate mark. Um, and what's funny is paying attention to mindset with people with affiliate programs. There's, you know, there's some people that hit that hundred, uh, hundred signups pretty quick. And I've talked to other people and they're like, well, that would have been easy back when ClickFunnels was just starting. It's probably really hard now. I'm like, uh, I'm pretty sure there's still more than hundred people signing up per day for ClickFunnels. So I'm pretty yeah. sure there's still opportunity out there. Right. And so like, don't get into that restrictive mindset. Um, maybe, do you have any numbers on that and like how quick ClickFunnels is growing? I think, uh, they usually publish how many total subscriber or, you know, members there are, whatever the term. Yeah, we're at about 65,000 users. And I, that makes me laugh when er, anyone says like, oh, I'm too late to the game for this, or I'm too late to the game to, to sell weight loss plans. I'm too late to the game to have a product on Amazon. I'm too late to the, just like, think about it. There, there's billions of people in this world. And this one person or this one person or that one person isn't going to have the attention of all the billion people. Find a way to get the percentage or some of those eyeballs from, in a different way or from a different right. group of people. And so the affiliate program is still wide open. Spencer Meekum, he's one of our top affiliates. In fact, he has the most out of anybody right now. He got his start when we started the expert secrets launch, like that book uh -huh. launch, that was really yeah. what springboarded him. So really, and that's like the third wave of push within the company, right? There was a big push within like right around the dot-com secrets launch. And then uh, when, you know, there was another, they, the affiliate program did another big push around like affiliate bootcamp and a couple of other challenges. So the number one affiliate actually got in technically late. Yeah. Okay. So ClickFunnels is about to turn four years old and right. he got in in year three and we have other people who joined later that year and are some of our top affiliates. Like it's just, like you said, mindset and being That's able cool. to find those niches or those areas where just find the people who don't know about it yet, or even they do know about it, show them a way that they can use it and benefit from it. Right. Absolutely. So how are you going to beat Dave? Well, I am building out a full, like I mentioned, a full training course. So um, one thing we are huge on here at ClickFunnels is funnel hacking. And that doesn't mean going and copying somebody else, but find what somebody else is doing and having success with and trying to mirror it a little bit. Go to some of the same people they're going to, copy some of the, not copy, but hack. Some modeling, of the yeah. We, I like the term modeling. Model works, right? Exactly. Success leaves clues, right? So. 
So one of my role here at ClickFunnels is relationship manager, which includes being the affiliate manager. So I get to see what everybody's doing, you know, interact with these people who are having success. So I'm like, why am I not mirroring what a lot of these guys are doing? And I'm not going to copy each one step by step, but if I can take bits and pieces from each person that's working and implement it, like that's how I'm going to beat Dave. And so I'm building out a full entire, you know, funnel and everything else just to provide the training people need to be successful as an affiliate. And I've started another podcast, affiliate marketing business podcast that, you know, every day hopping on updating, haven't launched it yet, trying to get about eight to 10 episodes before I push that. But really that's how I'm going to beat Dave. Dave's focusing on other stuff. Dave, I'm coming for you. If you listen to this, it's awesome. What is, what's the name of your podcast? Because it will probably be live by the time this one airs. Uh, It is the affiliate marketing business podcast. All right. So definitely go check that out. Um, yeah, I think what's really fascinating with the ClickFunnels with, with the company is they like Russell gives away so much of his best content, like his best information, his best, like he doesn't hold back. Um, and I've always been impressed by like, wherever somebody is at in their budget for their company, there is a ton of information and resources available from within ClickFunnels, right? Like if you don't have a dollar yet, okay, watch the YouTube, like go on YouTube, watch the videos, do the marketing secrets podcast, like listen just gather the, the free stuff and okay, you only got a couple hundred bucks. Okay. Here's the next thing. Get the books, right? Do the, you know, just get that level of content and then, and then, Oh, you got a business cash flow. All right. Sign up for footballs. Let's yeah. start using it right. And doing, going all in hundred uh, percent going up from there, but that's a whole other thing. What, um, so let's see like with, so you're working on the, the, your podcast and your, your training and getting your hundred, you know, hundred uh, affiliates signed up. Yep. Um, how long do you think you do like your next uh, outside of ClickFunnels business of your own? Um, so again, going back to Rich Dad, Poor Dad, when, when I first read it in high like I think I was 17 when I first read it, you are like, okay, the place to make money and to have like true wealth um, is real estate. And so right now, just trying to build up enough money through the affiliate bootcamp or through these other side hustles where like when lots become available or duplexes or other things like that become available. You know, I can go in with 20% and scoop it up and start renting it out and, you know, cash flow it. Right. Like it's, that's my, that's my ultimate goal is real estate. Cool. For me. Right. And so Got these it. other things are feeding into that. So very cool. I love it. What, uh, so you did, you went Hawaii out on the Lanai, right? You had this amazing moment. <laughs> what's an, what's the next thing on your personal bucket list where you, maybe you and your wife are going to go somewhere. What's something your next on your bucket list you're going to do in the next 12 months? Next 12 months. Oh, that's tough. I think, you know, a lot of people, if they were to get their business up and off the ground and, and have it making money, like if, if I are, if I'm going to accomplish what I want to, like it's $96,000 a year and to that, like that replaces a lot of people's income. Um, so I don't think my goal is to leave click funnels because like it's just, it's a, a great place to work and B it's so valuable as far as information all the time. And, and uh, so I would have to say goals in the next 12 months, I think with that is retire my wife then like get her to be able to stay home. We just had our first child. Um, four weeks ago. And nah. so if she were to be able to stay home and not have to go to work, like that'd be, that's the next goal for me is to get that off the ground. So she doesn't have to, you know, continue to work. Awesome, man. Well, cool. Hey, I appreciate you coming out to the show. Um, any last, uh, any last words of wisdom? What's, what is the one thing you would tell someone uh, listening today? That's like, okay, I haven't gotten started yet. Where do they start? Oh man, honestly, 
there's so much information out there, but Russell Brunson is like, and click funnels. It's just so valuable. I, I, have you ever seen the movie, the computer that wore tennis shoes? No, that sounds, okay. sounds so, amazing. This is going to be a long winded answer, I think, but it's this guy who was sitting at a computer. He's not very smart. He gets electrocuted and all of a sudden all the information from the computer goes into his brain and he just starts acing tests and starts winning all these like trivia competitions. Um, and he was, he was the dumb kid before. And I kind of felt like that too, before I found ClickFunnels and before I started working here, I was the dumb kid and it was coming to ClickFunnels and then just immersing myself. It was like, I got electrocuted sitting at a computer because I sit down now with other people who, when I sat down with it a year ago, I felt like the dumb person. Now I'm like, Oh my gosh, like, I don't even know what I'm saying, but it's so good. It's gold. And that's the thing. If you are trying to find somewhere to start, go to clickfunnels.com, Google Russell Brunson, start watching his videos and that listen to this podcast, listen to other people's podcasts and just start learning as much as you can, but then don't just continue to learn, start taking action. Absolutely. I love it. In the end, it's all about like implementing and actually taking action and learning. Never going to learn faster than when you uh, do something yourself. So my words of wisdom out, out there to all of my biz ninjas is that it's your turn to go out and do something. Thank you for listening to Biz Ninja Entrepreneur Radio with Tyler Jorgensen. Please make sure to subscribe so you're first to hear new interviews and episodes. If you found this podcast to be valuable, please share it with a friend. Don't forget to visit our online dojo at bizninja.com to claim your reward for listening to the show.